Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's get right to it. Gentlemen, good to see you. I'm going to start today's show, the Goodman, Ryan, and Tangway podcast with a movie trailer. Are you ready? Drama, controversy, looms over the NBA. Can Philly Bay and his teammates find love? Will Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard kiss and make up? All coming up on the Goodman and Ryan pod with Tangway Podcast. What the hell's going on with this league? I mean, I'll start, I'm going to start with Bob, because if I was Bob, I'd be pretty pissed off. I mean, my God, the headlines are one guy won't play with the team, and Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis are getting on a fight on a bench. I mean, this really is soap opera stuff, Bob. Well, the first one is news. The second one... It's not. You really honestly think it's it's a big deal that that it's lingering or that it's a problem for the Lakers? That well, that I do. Well, here's my thing: is my concern about the league this year is that we all think it's the Lakers and the Nets, and I think so far that these two organizations have underachieved. I mean, we we've said they're going to do great things, and they have not. They have not. Oh. So yeah, when I see when I see Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard act like a couple of fools, yeah, I think it's kind of a big deal. No, um, it's. Because in my now, you have to understand, I put my cards on the table here. You're talking to the uh, person, the least, my least favorite player in the NBA in the last five years, because that would include Chris Webber if it were 10, um, who has squandered a talent. And I don't care how many defensive talent uh, honors he's gotten, rebound titles. He ought to be better with that body. He should, and he's not stupid, but he's just, he's mis, he's mis, he's not wired properly. Anyway. It's Dwight Howard involved, so I'm, I, I don't take it seriously. I'm serious. I don't care. That, 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 so no. But um, the other thing is much more interesting to me. Well, let's get to you know, but let, let's get Goody's feeling on uh, the Lakers. Then we'll get to the Simmons. Yeah, all right. No, the Lakers. No, they're, they're off, I'm, I'm just sorry. the Lakers. They're they're a lab experiment. We all know that. Yeah. And uh, I'm with up, you, Bob. I'm with you, Bob. I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. All right. He won't go for a very dated for a while. And again, I right, go ahead. Go, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm right with you with Dwight Howard. So to me, it's almost like at some point, when do you just cut ties? And the only place he's ever won anything. And I said this when he came into the league. I really did. I said the only time Dwight Howard is going to win anything is if he plays with LeBron James. Now, can LeBron at 37 carry Dwight Howard anymore? Probably not. I, I think you sever ties with Dwight Howard because – if you've got something in game one or whatever it was, um, what's it going to be like throughout the season? Anthony Davis is about as easy of a dude as there is to get along with. You know, the only knock you can ever make on Anthony Davis is number one, he's injury prone. Number two, and it worked out for him. He listened to his agent to be forced out of New Orleans and everybody in New Orleans probably hates him because of it, but he got what he wanted. He he went to a, a contender. So I, I have no problem with Anthony Davis. My problem is with Dwight Howard, and, and I don't think it's a big deal at all. The bigger deal, and we should get into this, is can this uh, aging Lakers team actually make a run, and is Russell Westbrook the right guy to play with LeBron James and Anthony Davis? And also right now they've got some injuries. That their depth has been, you know, is not there. Where will they assume there will be, you know, and, and uh, 
you know, but this was a team that it was going to take time to, to mesh to start with. I mean, and as Imiadoka pointed out with regard to the, not just the Celtics, but some of the other strange results that we've seen early in the season, used to be you had seven or eight exhibition games to work things out. Back in the old, old days, when they were barnstorming around Maine and, 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 you know, Red Auerbach was driving guys crazy, you know, going 80 and a 50, um, or whatever he was doing, uh, they played 17 or 18. I mean, that's just a whole other. Wow. So now they, they've gone too far with the exhibition thing, you know, in terms of cutting it back. The people of Rumford, Maine, a town that Bob Ryan knows well, are still yes. a buzz about the fact that Easy Ed McCauley and Bob <laughs> Cousy went to communion at St. John's Church <laughs> after playing at the Rumford Armory. I kid you not. Oh, I don't doubt it. That's great. I kid you not. That's it, wonderful. It was unbelievable. I mean, it was, there's still a buzz about it up there. You know, guys used to, they used to like have a lottery who, who had to ride with red. They didn't, nobody wanted to ride with red. It was a terrible driver. <laughs> but they were driving around in station wagons, barnstorming all over New England, right? Okay, so now we get on to Simmons. And I want to tread lightly with this one because, oh. and I want to say off the top, uh, we all have touched, I, I assume, I can only speak for myself, my family has been touched by mental illness. Mental illness, emotional challenges are no joke. I mean, are coming for, to the forefront in athletics. Uh, right now, Ben Simmons, who we know does not want to play in Philadelphia, has said, Jeff, you know, I need to go away. He's having emotional issues uh, because yeah. of the emotional situation. You know, my God, get help, kid. I do. But at the same time, you, you know, how do you, how do you view this? Yeah, he said he's got a back issue as well. So he, I think he just wants to collect his money at this point. And I think it's just a, a you know, um, kind of a deal between him and, and Daryl Morey at this point, right? Rich Paul and Ben Simmons versus Daryl Morey. And, and Daryl Morey has said, listen, I don't expect this thing to resolve itself quickly. And, and I've been told sources – uh, close to that situation, say, hey, Daryl Morey will let Ben Simmons rot if he has to, to prove a point. And, and to me, it's stupidity because you're going to waste a year potentially of healthy Joel Embiid. You do not know how many years you're going to get of healthy Joel Embiid. And you're going to waste a year. You got Tobias Harris. You got Joel. Why not? Listen, Ben Simmons' stock is not going to go up sitting on the bench. Or wherever he's going to be, it won't be on the bench, um, you know. So to me, you trade him now. You should have traded him months ago. The longer this this goes, the less you're going to get for Ben Simmons, and the chances of of making a run in the East, which the Sixers have a chance to do if they get something decent that fits for Ben Simmons. There's no reason Philadelphia can't make a run through the East. Milwaukee's not that good, guys. We know that. They're good, but they've got a star in Giannis. I'll put Joel Embiid, a healthy Joel Embiid, uh, up against Giannis. They're not that different in terms of talent, and, and it depends on what you can get in return for Ben Simmons, but you got to get something. Well, I've felt from the beginning, as Jeff well knows, Gary, that, that, uh, that the question, my overriding question for the entire offseason was, what is Ben Simmons' market value, given the – distinctly in, in, intriguing, rare, uh, no, excuse me, unprecedented nature of his game. We've never seen a player, say it again, of stature, of consequence, who was so monumentally 
uh, who's, who was so lopsided. He has these monumental great skills and he has this whopping hole in his soul here about the shooting thing that is just astonishing. And it caught, and it cost a team a playoff series. Okay. And anybody in the league should have stepped back and seen that, that, that when you get there, when the games really matter and, 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 and you have a guy that, w- that not only can't, but suddenly won't even make a layup or pass up an open dunk that he should have made and can shoot 34% from the free throw line. Right, you know, we festival fans know all this. So what's the market value? And Daryl Morey apparently oh, pie in the sky, one of stuff. And so he's going to have to take, an, whatever, 30 cents on a dollar, and, and, and that's fine. Okay. No. Yeah, and he probably I, says, I'm not going to do that. You know, what's well, the he, point? But it, uh, Jeff is right. It's, he's blown it already. He's, it's, he's already blown it. And it's going to get it's, nobody's going to give him more. It's, the offers are going to be inferior, completely more. Now about the other thing, the, the the mental health issue. It is so delicate. We are living in an era when we are all being educated or reminded uh, that athletes are human beings too, and and uh, and prominent athletes have, have come forth to uh, in both in this league with and and of course the Simone Biles being Exhibit A uh, and all that. And we must respect that. And I think we all totally understand that. That said, and here's where you have to be very, 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 very careful. We also are not stupid, and we've seen how human nature uh, can be. It is conceivable. I am not saying that Ben Simmons is doing this, but it is conceivable that people will start playing the mental health card as a as a means of of, of, of you know explaining away some things. You know, in his case, so I don't know. You know, it, it, suddenly that enters into it. That he's that's the issue. Oh, okay. If it is, it is. All right. But don't we have a right to be suspicious about people in the future? I'm sorry. And 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 him particularly, given that we're talking about the fact that he's had X year, how many years? Four or five to 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 fix himself, and he apparently refuses to do it. Apparently, right? Yes. Jeff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we have I'm... to assume the conversations have been held. Yeah. You got to get in the gym. You got to go in the summer. You got to come back. You got to shoot the ball. Yeah, he, he just doesn't. I mean, everybody that I've talked to says Ben Simmons just doesn't want him shoot the ball from three and, and shoot around some things of that nature. Um, but again, you got to do it in games and he hasn't done it. And, you know, it's just it, it, this whole this whole thing. Ultimately, Ben Simmons needs a fresh start. Uh, Daryl Moore, like you said. Maybe he gets 50 cents in the dollar today. Uh, it's only going to go down from there. So just, you know, make the move fairly soon, Daryl Morey. Uh, I think it's best for both sides. Would you want him on your team, Bob? No. I've said that. No. I, I just think because – After when watching you- – Mar- wait, wait. After watching Marcus Smart run this team for the, for the first three games, you wouldn't <laughs> rather have Ben Simmons. If I told you you'd get Ben Simmons for Marcus Smart, Aaron Neesmith, and a first-round pick, which I, the numbers probably don't work, but you wouldn't do that trade. You don't want him in your team for anything. I don't want him. Period. I don't. I don't want to put up with this nonsense. And I think it is nonsense. This yeah, team is I'm, mediocrity. Yeah. This How Celtics is- team is mediocrity. Ben Simmons. I'm not saying it would work, but I'm saying it's worth. It's. It would be worth the risk. I would do that trade. Yes, right, you, Jeff, Bob. Bob. I'm curious. I'm curious. I, I understand where Jeff is coming from because it's like thirty cents, twenty cents, ten cents on the dollar. You know, if you are able to get him for a steal, I'm curious. I, I, I for a steal, Maury's obviously not going to do it. Right. But I mean, if you, you could, may have no choice eventually. You may but have I no mean, choice. if you get him, 
Like if you got, let's just, let's just play it out. I mean, it's probably not going to happen, Bob, but let's say, let's just play it out. And you got him for a, a, a steal and he comes here. I mean, he likes to pass the ball. He could actually probably play better with Tatum than Brown or Smart plays yeah. better with Tatum. Right, I'll put that, I'll put it this way. All right. If that's fine, I will do the same thing I did. I do in the voting booth at times. Cause I literally do this. And then I, then I, <laughs> I, 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 I done this and i did this in the presidential election in 2018 <laughs> and and i did it and i would do that metal you know metaphorically speaking okay yes. i'll take them but i don't have to like them if people are listening on the podcast bob is holding his nose while he's pushing the lever uh <laughs> just if people aren't seeing the wonderful visual right now of, of of bob Ryan. okay so speaking of the voting booth uh, uh bob ryan an esteemed voter of the 75th anniversary team uh, Bob, I, there's a couple things on here, and of okay, course, let's have a discussion. I mean, did you vote for Wes Unsell, Nate Thurman, or Sam Jones? Yes, yes, and yes, without hesitation. Uh, those are the only three names on there that I went, huh? How come? I mean, you saw them play. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. I mean, you, I did not see them play in person. Wes Unsell, well, his his, I watched his whole career, of course, and go back to him at Louisville. Anyway, Wes Sunset was a phenomenon. Wes Sunset, one of the greatest rebounders in the history of basketball, and one of the two or three greatest outlet basketball when in an era when that mattered. We're down to we have one outlet passer left in basketball now. It's Kevin Love. He's the only guy that goes the outlet pass the way these guys used to throw the outlet pass because nobody thinks about it. Okay, Wes Sunset was a great rebounder. Was it was a great player? Period. He's one of the greatest players, and it's just no brainer. He's a no brainer. Nate Thurman's is the most underrated big man, big man in history because he played at the same era of, of uh, uh, overlap with, with Russell and Wilt and Kareem, all of them. Ask Kareem about him. Kareem once said he was the hardest guy he played and uh, back in the early 70s when Kareem was at his youthful peak. Uh, Nate Thurman is a great player. And he also had to, he started out as a forward and again got moved to his rightful position when Wilt was traded. And he's a great player. I mean, and a great offensive player, great, just a great player, great defensive player, great rebounder. Um, he's fine. He's, and Sam, if I gave you the scouting report on, on Sam Jones, uh, for, uh, you didn't know who this guy was. I told you, you could get, you're, here's your draft, you're drafting. And, and we got a kid who's 6'4". Uh, he, he, he's quick. He's got an enormously amazing first step to the basket. He's a, he's a deadly uh, shooter, uh, mid-range shooter. Oh, by the way, he, he uses the glass better than anybody in history. Uh, he can guard, and he's got the classic ice water on his veins. He's oblivious to pressure. It doesn't bother him the least. He'll take any shot uh, in, in, under pressure. Uh, I think you'd want this guy in his team. Sam Jones, the only, the only reason he doesn't have bigger stats is he sat on a bench behind Bill Sharman, which would never happen today, by the way. He and Casey Jones sat there patiently behind Kuzi and Charmin for like three years before they got to start. And so he'd have more stats to, stats to pad his resume. And once he got to play, go look and see what he did. Now, Sam Jones is a no-brainer. They're all, all right, no-brainer. So who's your snub, Bob? Who is your – give me one guy. Give me your one guy that you were like, they absolutely got, got screwed in this thing. Okay. I, I voted, There were six guys I voted for that, that um, didn't but I want make, your one. I want I'm, to start I'm, with I'm, your I'm, one guy that you were just like – Beyond upset about, and I want to hear the the Bob Ryan rant of that guy. How the hell could they have left that guy off? Knowing that I'm, I would, I, I, uh, well, it's a tough one. Okay, uh, here are the eight guys: Dantley, King, Issa, Lanier, McGrady, Mullen, 
Clay Thompson and Paul Gasol. Of all yeah, those, I'm a Mullen guy too, man. I love Mullen. Of all those guys, I think the guy that people should have understood all the his peak value was Bernard King. Yeah. Oof, boy, hard to argue. Yeah, talk to Max and Bernard of course you King. Could, you can, you can, Max is a, is, is in our podcast family. Talk to Max about Bernard King. In the middle, you know, there were, he was the greatest offensive force in basketball for a couple of years, back in 84, 85, 86. He was the greatest force before Michael, you know, became Michael. Michael was on his training wheels, you know. Uh, Bernard King was the man, unstoppable. So third, third King, ahead of Lanier. He's the only guy, and I voted for Lanier. Yeah, I mean, I voted for Lanier. I voted for both of them. Uh, Bart King, the only guy who ever scored 20 points a game without a medial collateral ligament, by the way. <laughs> Just so you know. Um, you know, now I, there's a the guy that I, I knew he wasn't going to make it. And, I, and I'm obsessed with him because I, I just love him. And that's Paul Gasol. And, and I just think he's utterly, totally unappreciated. And, and uh, I, but I knew he wasn't going to make it. I, I, I mean, I knew I assumed he wouldn't make it. I'll tell you another guy that is not getting enough. Uh, Dan Issel was a scoring machine, a machine. Yeah. He, he, he was just born to score. So there's, there's a couple. You know, the, the Clay Thompson argument, Gary, like a lot of these, these guys, they're young, right? They're young that are arguing right now that are saying, well, we haven't seen some of these older guys that Bob saw. So it's, it's really hard. They're just saying, well, we don't know who the, who the hell Adrian Dantley is or Dan Issel is or Spencer Haywood or Bernard King. They never, like I saw Bernard King. Bernard King to me, I'd, I'd have him on there ahead of Clay Thompson. Oh, yeah, I'm, Absolutely. Both of them have had their injury issues. Bernard King did it uh, longer at this point than than Clay Thompson did. I mean, he averaged like he was like Bob said he was the best scorer when I was in probably in high school. Bernard King was the best scorer in the NBA at that point. Unstoppable, unstoppable. So quickest release, Gary. Quickest release on the box I you ever see. I called him Mazeroski. He. The ball barely touched his hand. It, I, I got to tell you about the King story. This is sure. gospel. 1984, they, and in game one at the Silver Dome, Hubie Brown called Bernard King's number 13 consecutive times to start the game. <laughs> it was called power right, and out of which he got 22 of the conceivable 26 points. Okay? That's how good Bernard King was. and. And offensive, I mean, he was just, he was special. Now, he also was maybe the greatest, one of the handful of greatest players ever played in the Boston shootout, by the way. He was Bernard, greatest forward ever played. He's the greatest forward. Doc was the best guard, and Bernard King was the best forward that ever played, and Patrick Ewing was the best center. But anyway, uh, Bernard King was an extraordinary uh, player who only, you know, he was also, you know, he had, in the beginning, he had an alcohol issue. He, he almost messed up his entire career. He got himself straightened out, thank God. And 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 then he went became the anyway. Dude, great. By the way, as far as Clay, in terms of Clay Thompson, uh, Jeff and, and Gary, uh, I must admit that one of my things I tried to do as a voter was not ignore, be completely uh, subservient to to the to, you know the, the older this 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s and 90s that I knew, and 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 that's one reason why I, I was determined. If I, I voted for D- Damian Lillard, and I know a lot of people wow. question that one. You and voted for Lillard. Yes. And that was my last pick. I'm shocked. That was I'm my 75th. 
That was my 75th choice in the end. I bumped Bill Sharman and Lenny Wilkins. Wow. In favor of Damian Lillard, more or less. It couldn't, no, that's two for one. But I wanted to be fair. And Clay Thompson kind of falls into that category. I want, I, I, Lillard's going to be remember on the, who's the, the right guy. call. Just remember, he's the guy, not the other guy on this team. He's the guy that had the 37 point quarter <laughs> once upon a time. I'll still take the other guy. Oh, you, know, you have to take the other guy. The other guy's the greatest shooter in the history of the world. Hey, but, Gary, do you, do you think Bob slept at all that night when he turned no. in his ballot? No. Do you think no. he's. My guess is Bob's in bed, and you can just see the visual of Bob tossing and turning and probably getting up and looking at his list and checking it again. And his wife's probably yelling at him, like, Robert. Now, I got the list in front of me, guys. And, and the uh, uh, I told you I did write this yesterday that I made a big boo-boo. Oh, yeah. I saw that. I made wow. a big boo-boo. I forgot. I thought I did my homework. I researched. I went over and over and over. <laughs> until I was confident that I had that right. I forgot Bob McAdoo. Poor and Bob I McAdoo. lived through Bob McAdoo as much as any visiting writer ever lived through Bob McAdoo. Believe me, because he was yeah. up against Cowens and I was Cowens' sure. Bobo, I'll be honest. I love Dave Cowens. And, and, and the first time they ever played against each other, I predicted that Cowens would kick his ass because he would beat him. I said he was too strong for him. McAdoo got like 45 for the Celtics won in overtime. You know? And I said, oh, oops, you know. I'm not anyway, wrong about this guy. So, right. I, but I felt, but I knew he would make it. I felt he would make it, and he did. So I don't feel bad. We're back, and we're better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season, and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus. That's CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. It's bet online where the game starts. I just want to tell you, I wrote a thing called Tough Omissions. Yeah. Okay. This is my Tough Omissions my, for myself. Here's some of the ones that I, I left out. And you'll love my first one that I left out because I think he, he's empty calories. Okay. Carmelo Anthony. Very true. Very true. Very, Manu very true. Ginobili, who I think is worthy. Bill Sharman, Vince Carter, we can have that discussion. I knew he'd never come close to making it, but I love him. You know know how much I love Bo Cheeks. Dennis Johnson, here's one you'll be surprised that I didn't vote for. And this one hurt me. Errol Monroe. Artis Gilmore. Anthony Davis. I didn't vote for him, but I gave it great thought. Lenny Wilkins, it broke my heart. Jack Sigma, not close. Marcus Johnson, not close. Sidney Moncrief, not close. Dan Issel. I did vote for him, though. What am I talking about? Okay. Uh, Grant Hill. There's, a, there's one a lot of people, you know. Uh, yeah, health. I mean, Grant Hill would have been on there right. a lock if he had stayed healthy. Yeah. So there's some I didn't vote for. Um, you know, it's hard. Guys, it was, it was fun. You know, there, it was honored to do it. It was fun. But, oh, God, in the end, it was, you know. I wish he was in order. Wish they had done. I think it would have made it even oh. more. You would have had more discussion and interaction if you well, had had an order. Because everybody wants to know that top ten. Everybody wants to know how people rank that top well, the ten. First thing we want to know is is um, 
who are the, who are the two that tied for 75 and 76? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I was going to say, here's what, what did you think? Did you see the composition of the voting body? I looked at it quickly. Yeah, I looked did at it. It was it, all Gary? over the place. No, I did not. Well, the voting body is interesting uh, because it includes players, players, yeah. past and present, females included. Carol Blajkowski uh, was a voter. Uh, Becky Hammond is a voter. Uh, Nancy Lieberman is a voter. But uh, here's one. You tell me. Um, Giannis is a voter. Now, what does Giannis know? What does he, could he possibly know about anything prior to 2000? My guess is, Bob, somebody else filled it out for him. Oh, you, like SIDs filling out the coach's ballot exactly. on the, on the, on the poll? That's where they get it wrong, Bob. That's where they get it wrong, is they expand it too much. Instead yeah. of keeping it to like 30 people that actually have watched enough, you know, you obviously being one of them, but could you find – 25 or 30 other, you know, whether it's former players, uh, media people, and you get, you know, a cross-section of them. That's, yeah, that, that's what they should have done. It was a voting body yeah. of that nature. It was a still, it included, it, it didn't include as, so many players. Right. And by the way, they're, you know, they're very dubious, you know, sources, as you well know, you know, oftentimes, you know. But, uh, um, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of, you know, I mean, I'm looking at that Barkley, Barry, Bing, these were all voters. Uh, well, at least at least Curry, those guys. Curry's have, a voter. At least they've seen sure the older like and the new. I'm okay with that. Giannis is a joke. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Well, let's get to some other things here, guys. Because okay. I, I mean, Bob obviously stayed up for more than one night. Uh, Jeff, I think, I think, I think doing that. Uh, but there's a couple of things. I I want to get to Carmelo real quick because I hit a we hit a nerve with Bob. Um, and then I, uh, Jeff, I know you want to get to the Warriors. Carmelo, 19 seasons in, has, I'll start with Jeff. Has he redefined himself a little bit? Because I'm with Bob in that Carmelo Anthony, to me, is one of the biggest busts ever in the NBA. He was a great college player, had that great run at Syracuse, and I thought he was going to be phenomenal as a pro. And when he went to the Knicks after having some success with the Nuggets, I thought this is going to be really good. Sort of redefined himself as like an elder statesman. Yes. Well, I think as you get older and, and as he's accepted – being a role guy the last couple of years, I think people have a lot more respect for him. I always have respect for Carmelo, the person I, I did, you know, I broke his commitment. I remember I was at Fenway park when <laughs> I broke the fact that Carmelo Anthony committed to Syracuse. Uh, <laughs> somebody called me on that one. So, uh, and, and I've, I've been around Carmelo enough to know like off the court, Carmelo is super likable. He really is on the court. No, he wasn't that likable because he was a black hole. He was an absolute black hole, and, and his game was, you know, although you, you could say, like, Bernard King was kind of a black hole, too, wasn't he? I mean, Bernard, obviously, I'm not saying Carmelo, I don't think he was Somehow, his Somehow, it's funny, the game, uh, you know, the game is the game. The game has an essence that, that eludes uh, uh, evaluation and, and, and analysis sometimes. You, you have a feel about people, uh, you know, I never once thought about King in those terms seemed like his points mattered. It always some guys have or empty. I call them empty calories. There are guys like that. They're empty calorie points. There are some guys who score sixteen. They feel like fifty. There are some guys who score fifty. They feel like ten. I mean, it's just the way it is. And um, Carmelo, I, I was when I was on my middle of my well evaluation of him. I think his greatest contribution ever was for the Olympic team because 
that that's where he was useful. They 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 were in trouble against Spain. They say uh, Gwen, he goes in, he drills four straight jumpers, <laughs> and writes the ship. And now you bring him back and sit down. Thank you very much, Carmelo. Now you sit here and enjoy, you know, and have a good seat and watch the rest of the game. Uh, yeah, and what he's doing now, he's a, he's a wonderful adjunct to the Lakers. He, he wasn't in, you know, what, he had 27 yards a night off the bench. He, uh, you know, and Jeff knows how long he resisted. You know, he was adamant publicly that he didn't want, he had to be a starter. And he's finally, at this, at this age, he's, he's a nightly, all-time leading NBA scorer, I find out, right? Now, he passed and became number nine last night. Yeah, and, number nine. Yeah. All right. But uh, he made it, so they don't have to worry about what Bob Ryan thinks. <laughs> Do you know what makes LeBron James King James sleep? That's right. Sleep is a superpower. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you activate the power of sleep. When it comes to athletes, we tend to focus on physical fitness, but there's another side to the game that's just as important. Mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind and become the champion version of yourself. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, but you don't have to be a world champion to learn how to train it. Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, reduce your stress, and perform at your best, just like King James. For LeBron, sleep is a critical part of the mental fitness routine. So if you head to calm.com slash scribe, for a limited time, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium subscription. With Calm, you have access to the nature scenes LeBron loves and so much more, like sleep stories and meditations, so that you can be ready to take on the challenges that life throws your way. Again, for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm and get a 40% discount on a Calm premium subscription when you head to calm.com slash scribe. Unlock content to help you focus, e-stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash scribe. That's calm.com slash scribe. Uh, Jeff, do you just some quick thoughts on the Warriors before we wrap it up? Yeah, I mean, I, I just think they're super intriguing right now. You know, gotten off to a pretty good start. They still don't have Clay back, uh, number 77. Uh, at least that's what Draymond and Steph made him a jersey that said he was he was number 77 on the list. Oh. Of <laughs> and uh, he's cool. actually shown his personality a lot more over the last few years. But I, I just feel like, hey, if you can get Clay back, healthy by March he's going to come back before that but you need him at like closer to 100 percent by March and in Clay's game well on the defensive end you know it's important he regains some of that that athleticism but you know his game is built on skill and 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 up here for the most part and if you can get Clay back at 90 percent of what he was prior by the playoffs of this year um, you put him with Steph you put him with Draymond and Wiggins becomes your number four, and you get James Wiseman back, who, by the way, guys, is exactly what that group would need. Mm-hmm. You know, a rim runner, a defensive presence. He can run the court. Nobody will pay attention to him offensively at all. Why, why can't that team, if they're healthy, win another one? I guess I have, to, I guess I have to start paying attention to Jordan Poole, huh? Yeah, Jordan Poole's – hey, he can score it. Huh? He can really score it, and you put him off the bench – and um, I don't know. I just feel like people are going to sleep on this Warriors team and they're going to add another level of intrigue, uh, layer of intrigue to this season yeah. when there's going to be a lot of it because there is probably more parity overall than I think we've seen in a while. It's wide open, fellas. Yeah. It's yeah, it, wide it really open. I mean, it there's really some awful is. teams, but 
But there's a lot of like good team. I mean, Milwaukee's not a great team. The Lakers aren't a great team. Uh, Brooklyn, I don't know if you guys saw this stupid, you know, uh, deal that happened outside. Oh, of course, of the Nets of course. game, unbelievable. These guys protesting. We're with Kyrie. Thanks, Kyrie. Thanks, Kyrie. Well, we I go? mean, Brooklyn should be a great team, but my point is, is like when I and these are these are things we'll talk about. I think as the, as the season yeah. progresses, but. When you see the Knicks still play well, or you see John ja Morant who's lighting it up, or you see all these other teams, it's like, yeah, okay, if the Lakers and the Nets are 100% and totally focused, they should win, but they're not. Right. So right. there are all these other players now who are coming out of the woodwork and they're going, we're going wide. So that's what, when I say wide open, you know, obviously I, there's a lot of bad teams still, but it's not just down to two teams anymore, in my opinion. Yeah, I just wanted to add, this is apropos of absolutely nothing that we're talking about. But we accept that it involves a player that uh, on a team that we were just talking about, James Harden. Uh, I'm a, as Jeff well knows, I'm a, I love box scores and I love statistics. And, 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 uh, and the course of the research that I was doing for the uh, voting, uh, Dolph Shays, who I always assumed was the only player in the, of any consequence, certainly in the history of the game, whose career totals more free throws made than field goals made. Wow. He's, the only, he's the only guy in the Hall of Fame with that distinction. Guess who? Guess who? At this point in time, as of at least as of last night, uh, it was very close, but it was also in that category. James really? Harden. Harden. James Harden has made more career free throws than field goals. It, it, it just speaks, you know, and in both cases, it just speaks to the nature of their game in a way that is just unlike everybody else you know so well, he changed you know if he, could, away. if he could stay healthy uh he changed my mind on him last year when he became well, he fooled me to let's pay me my hand i said whoa really yeah. <laughs> you know so yeah, when, yeah. He, when he became a team guy i said okay yep. i'm in gentlemen it's a pleasure we'll do it again next week the goodman ryan pod tangway just along for the ride thanks for watching <laughs> thanks for listening